Are you immersed in a sea of business advice and education, but not sure what to embark on first? Instead of adding to the ocean of information, we're here to help you navigate it like a pro. The Wayfinding Growth Podcast will help you take a deep dive into new actionable strategies, tools, and tactics to help you grow. So start charting a course for business growth as you explore a better way to grow further, faster, with your hosts, Remington Begg and George B. Thomas. What's up, Mr. Remington Bag? It is so amazing to finally get back together and do one of these recaps. And might I say, I am slightly excited that we are recapping Mike Alton's episode. You know, I got to ask you a question, but I'm going to yep. state something before I ask the question. Okay. That episode took me by surprise. Okay. What are your thoughts about it? So... um how do I phrase this? Hmm. It was, See, it was, that's um, what I'm talking about right there. Yeah, I yeah. knew that that was the response I was going to get. Yeah. So, go so for you, so you know, Mike Alton more than better than I, I had met him on that actual podcast. So, yes. So like I was knowing the con, knowing the concept of the topic, it was not exactly where I expected to go. But at the same time, I was like, Oh, it's not just me. Um, kind of thing. So that was, that was super fun. Uh, but no, it was, it was a really good episode. And I think that especially for some of our, um, listeners and viewers who aren't as advanced in marketing, it was mm. some really good nuggets to roll with. And like, he just, he literally, he talked about tackling, like he literally just like tackled any objections away from getting started with content. So it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. It, to me, it's funny because. As I sat back and listened for the recap episode, I realized that you and I especially, um, it's very easy for us to get in the weeds, meaning the very deep end, meaning the nerdy stuff around what we do when it comes to marketing and sales. And therefore, we hang around other people who are super nerdy in those topics. And it's right. funny because we always preach, like, simplify the complex, like, and, <laughs> and, 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 Sometimes that's hard and sometimes we do a great job, but Mike's episode was a great job of having a piece of content to send out to somebody who is like, no, my website is a brochure. No, I don't know where mm. to start. No, I'm not sure how to get immediate success. And now we at Impulse Creative can be like, hmm, we got Listen you. Listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Mm, I don't think I need a blog because it sounds like work. Yeah. There, oh, there man. Those too. Do you know it's funny we still have those conversations. But Yeah. But just we got we got to yeah, uh, never mind. We got to keep rolling. You know the the immediate thing that I know both you and I. Yep. Cuz I saw your eyes and and viewers listeners just rewind the episode back to the beginning of last episode. As soon as Mike started to speak, Watch my face, watch Remington's face, because we both were like <laughs> looking at each other through a camera and for a hot second, not even really paying attention to that Mike was in the room with us because <laughs> Remington literally put, and it's still in our show notes to the sidebar, this guy's voice is on fire. <laughs> and, 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 and so it's just amazing what technology will do. He had a mixer. Tied into an ATR 2100. So we have half the story put together right. for our audio. But you know, the thing that I want to hit on that, Remington, is it makes such a difference. 
yeah. when you're trying to listen to a podcast, like I even pulled this up. So typically I rewatch on YouTube because I yep. can hit the like watch this at like 130 because I got this little Chrome extension. If you're watching this or listening. Which is awesome, by the way. Yeah. If you're wondering what that Chrome extension is, just email me, george at impulsecreative.com. We'll start the conversation on how you can learn faster and better. Anyway, I digress. I was listening to it on the podcast app, uh, and I was like, dang. Not only did it sound great in real life, it sounds great on the podcast app on my phone. It's crazy. So, so we had a similar look on our faces back in episode 17 with Jeremy Vest, but that yeah. wasn't because of audio. That was because his Visual. video was on fire. And so I'm like, damn, I got to level it up. So mm. like pretty soon Rachel's not going to let me wa- like do these things <laughs> because every time I do this, I'm like, babe, I got to buy more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So why, <laughs> why do we do these episodes so that we can find excuses to buy more toys? That's the reason. Yeah. So, so Remington, we quickly got into talking about Mike Alton and I love the new format, by the way, yes. of actually the guest backstory and like, how do they make a living and, you know, some waypoints and milestones. And it's been very interesting knowing that we have four in the hopper that we've already recorded. It's been very interesting to watch, um, them answer or try to think about how they're going to answer these questions uh in yeah. a way you can immediately start seeing them they 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 their brain polarizes uh yep. personal professional uh, what do i talk about type thing and it's it's really amazing but there have been some magical moments and i love that with mike he was he's just like um look i've Well, actually, there was a little bit of joke of him blogging since he was two years old, which was which was hilarious. Um, But that he's been doing this for ten years, and that he's been doing this out of necessity, and and that he totally realizes there was times when he first got started that he did it wrong. Um, But the underlying thing that I want to pull out that was said numerous times in this episode, um, he gave himself a place to play, and as he was playing, he tested, tested, tested. Yep. Yep. Mm. And there's a couple of other episodes that are going to be coming up in the future, too, that we've already recorded as of today that have almost a very similar story. And, mm. and I think one of the so I love this new format, too, because it was um, it was a couple episodes back. We realized how much we didn't know the story because I started making mistakes between Thailand and Singapore. Mm. But mm. but, you know, that was a fun but, game. Uh, that was a fun game, it was, though. It was a fun game. Um, but, you know, when we when we're looking at. You know, when we're looking at the understanding the journey, right, this is wayfinding growth. Like we're we're telling people where to go and like how they should think about stuff. But I want to make sure we're we're understanding where people are coming from. And I think that's one of my favorite parts about this, because no one has said that they are an overnight success yet. And Mm -hmm. and this kind of reinforces that, you know, that commitment, the um, the grit you know, the, and the, the focus that people need to have. And then sometimes it's not focused. Sometimes they're like, Oh, I went off, like went complete left field or right field. And then I came back like two years later and knowing that just because you pivoted doesn't mean that it was a waste. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. I have not said this yet, but I'm going to say it today. I, I really can't wait till we hit like episode 100. 
mm-hmm. because I already have an article idea that I want to create when we get there. And, and it will be something along the lines of what successful people do 100 yeah. episodes of the Wayfinding Grow Show because – People can listen to this show and actually, and what's funny is we're recapping mics, but we're talking a lot about the show, which is fine. But people can listen. Yeah, we'll bring it back. Yeah, we'll bring it back, people. I, I, I promise. People can listen to the show, um, for just what the title says it's going to be. Or people yep. can listen to the show for the micro magical pieces of information that the guests drop along the way. And those yep. breadcrumbs and then the pattern of those breadcrumbs over a data set mm. or 100 mm. episodes um, is going to be very interesting to look at. You know, actually what is funny uh, – Talking forward, guests. <laughs> we had an episode with Christopher Penn that's coming up. Wouldn't and it be interesting? To. Wouldn't it be interesting to have Christopher Penn drop wayfinding growth into some type of machine learning and see what it spit out? That might be interesting. Anyway, let's get back into Mike Alton. Remington, yeah. during the intro, was there anything else that kind of grabbed your attention that you started to think about and pull out? Yeah, so um, so we talked a little bit about his journey from a content point of view, and one of the things that caught me is he realized, you know, hindsight twenty twenty, that he had the wrong audience in the beginning, but he loved just creating and educating people. And so that mm-hmm. was back in twenty twelve. But he also talked about that um, being able to, you know, he enjoys writing content, so it doesn't have to be written. And I think that's one of the underlying things you talked about a little bit later um, on the episode was, but like it allowed for him to create a voice for himself and for his company. And, um, and he didn't even go into it with a monetization plan. And I know you and I both have stories around Mm -hmm. that, um, as well. So it was, it was really cool. Um, it was really cool just to kind of hear how he fell into it. And then one of my biggest things, um, which also brings us back to, um, some other episodes too, is when people, when people start talking about that, like it opened doors, Right. So it's a very similar symptom um, or data set. If you if we're going to get nerdy with it, that allows for us to really understand that, like, as soon as you start actually having a platform, then yeah. suddenly you start seeing results. And at the time and this dates this dates the you know how long he's been working on this. It was Google Plus. That was yeah. one of those things that like, <laughs> like what? Like Google Plus, and um, and this is like weeks after Google announced that Plus was going away. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. but you know, but there's a couple lessons there. Is one, he jumped on a bandwagon when he saw opportunity, and he started sharing content. And more importantly, it wasn't just the platform, but it was the communication, the conversation. Yeah. Um. You know, and uh, and he had some people keeping him accountable. So or accountable. Yeah. So broadcasting versus you know, communicating, I think was a, a pretty big takeaway for me. Yeah. The, uh, the thing that I love that he talked about was when creating your content and kind of where he was at that point and where you want to watch out not to be is, um, getting on. And, and by the way, <clears throat> how do I say this without getting hate mail? <laughs> like, um, um, social media is not your personal soapbox. And, right. and treating social media or the place in which you're creating content as your personal soapbox, shame on you. And if yep. you don't – like if you're wondering what I'm talking about, then it's not you. But if you're like, screw you, George, 
you're the guy or gal I'm talking to right now. I'm just throwing <laughs> that out there. Okay, I officially got uh, I officially got hate mail in the future. But the the point is, it should be a discussion board, right? But for it yeah. to be a discussion board, you have to have an open mind. And that is one of those kind of nuggets that I think that needs to be woven around is most people who are highly successful have an open mind to the way that other people feel, think, breathe, move on this planet, as well as they understand like how to have an internal discussion with themselves, not in a weird way, in a self-awareness way. Anyway, there was there was one other thing to that. So, you know, but it's also having a position. Mm. Right. Yeah. And that was yeah. that was like one of those underlying nuggets that he that he was talking about. Like, you know, like you and I create a lot of how to content, mm. but but nothing creates nothing is going to create conversation as much as a position is like if you have a position on or an opinion of something and you share that or you share an example of how those kinds of content is going to be really cool. And that's that's where we start getting into more of the deep dive. You know, it's funny because. Like I've been battling with creating some content that is a little bit different than mm-hmm. the, hey, how to do this in Hubswater, how to do this right. in Wistia. Um, one of my biggest fears is actually injecting my opinion into some of these things, right? Because, hey, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one and some of them really <laughs> stink. I'm just throwing yeah. that out there. Sure. And, I, and I'm, I'm really careful on like, okay, if it's how-to and educational – you can't really argue with that, but it's right. if how, how George feels about virtual uh, work, man, sure. that could start. And maybe I want a hornet's nest. I don't know, but well, I think there's a place for that, right? And yeah. I don't mean I don't mean necessarily like where to put it, but I mean mm. literally like there could be a. I I don't I think it's dangerous if you throw opinion over a how to. I think mm. it's a it's another thing to have those as separate. Yeah, mediums. yeah, yeah. Speaking but, of content, cool. let's talk about 50 pieces of content. Mm. That was kind of amazing moment where like he, he Mike talked about uh <laughs> I love that he was like, you know, our friends at HubSpot. <laughs> and, and like yeah. he realized yeah, he was friends. talking to HubSpot Homer lover people. <laughs> and and he's like, and, you know, they did this, they did this uh, study and it was 50 pieces of content. And you know what I hate about it? And then I'm going to let you talk about it. Yeah. Is I jacked the, I jacked the thing, the freak up because <laughs> I even had to put a thing in the episode of like, I'm an idiot. And I meant to say a piece a day for 50 days. And I, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the math did not work. Days. Look, look, numbers is not my thing, I guess. But, <laughs> but it's like, I, when I was listening back at it and I'm like, Ah, oh, jeez. That was so, 10. Yeah, yeah, that was 10 pieces. <laughs> I'm not even halfway there yet. So I, I was like, I was like, okay, on the recap, I have to explain to people. I mean, if I knew that it was 50 pieces of content, I would create a piece a day for 50 days right. to get the maximum like boost out of the gate, if you will. What did you, what were you thinking about when you heard that from, uh, an HEC standpoint and like applying services for folks? Yeah. So, so I, I, um, grabbed the sales hat out of a couple of things he talked about. Mm. But before, before I get into the actual content, he talked about the habits and the mindset of creating content. Right. And I thought that that was super powerful because, you know, um, since you came on, we've had, we've had conversations about like, every morning I'm putting out a tutorial and you're doing multiples a day and the reasons and the, the feelings behind that. Yep. And I want to come back to that in a minute to tie, tie this back. But 
when we start talking about the content that needs to be created, one of the most beautiful things that he said was like, so how soon do you want to see success and what does it look like to you? I literally have a note in our show notes and tag, you know, talk to Jackie about it. Like that's, that's a really eloquent, non-pushy way of, of, of capturing that. And when we, when we start talking about content, it's not, especially from an agency services point of view, but it's any company could be like, well, I want to see some results. I want to like, you know, I want to go crazy fast and get things rolling. And the first thing they go to is paid because it's a flash in the pan and they Mm. feel it and they're like, oh, this is amazing. But you could have that same flash in the pan if you literally committed and, and put out 50 pieces of content in a month. And, and it's not, it's not impossible. Um, oh. and so there's, there's a couple, there's a couple scenarios to that. One is, um, so we've talked about the drift tutorials and I, you know, I very quickly, and this is not me trying to be big headed, but very mm. quickly have built some, um, notoriety, we'll say in regards to the fact that I know what's going on with drift and conversational marketing and, other than nerding out about it and trying to learn as much as I can about it personally, sharing a video a day has accelerated that for me. And I've got mm-hmm. 107 videos as of, as of this episode. So, yeah. so these videos that I'm kind of putting back to back together are, you know, accelerating that. And then we can take the same thing and talk about Sprocket Talk, right? Yeah. Because yeah. coming back from inbound, we've had a lot of those conversations too, where how many episodes of Sprocket Talk do we have now? It's uh, like, I'm- well, we're, we're right around, well, we're right around 200 and man, do I have some thoughts around that? Like, but go ahead, finish your thoughts. Yeah. So, so, you know, the cadence and the format is something you need to pay attention to, but the cadence is, is ultra important, especially when you think about competition, because the competitors are going to be taking apart everything you're doing. They're going to be able to write the content, but what can you do better, faster, or, you know, longer? in order to make that happen. I think that that's like an underlying theme in this whole section when Mike was talking was, you know, really focusing in on that bottom of the funnel content, helping people out with the how to content. But then he said something, and this was one of those like ahas was the should content. Yeah. And so going back to the position, Mm. like telling people they should do something Mm. like we have like why you should blog. Like all yeah, day long, but, but we don't have we don't have should this kind of company do, be blogging, or should you think about this, or should you choose an agency? Like that's a that's a hole in our current strategy that we're going to fill up real quick. You lost me for a minute, by the way, and not in a bad way, but I was like, oh my gosh, like so so people might know that I like video. <laughs> <laughs> And they should, uh, they should. Yeah. And so I was going to like the strategy that I've been playing with Sprocket Talk. And, and so I'm just going to throw this out here real quick. Yeah. Like I've been playing around in Remington, you know, this is more for the viewers and listeners I've been playing around with. And there's an article on uh, Impulse Creative about the video funnel in 2019. And there's four stages. They all start with a, they're all about the human mindset in that location. And there's also videos mapped to like what videos or types of videos should I create in each one of those things. By the way, this ties into Mike and creating content and 50 pieces of content because I'm literally giving you a blueprint where you could look at it and make 50 pieces of video content one a day, freaking transcribe it, 
throw it on a blog article, decimate it anyway, I get passionate. But I also yep. started to play around with, well, what should the kind of desired time frames be in there? And then when you were talking, I started thinking, oh, my gosh, like not only could there be a pattern in times going down the funnel, but there could be a pattern of how to's, should I's, like as part of this as well. Crazy. By the way, I just want to hit this before we move on to the next thing. You mentioned Sprocket Talk, and I want everybody to realize that for me, Sprocket Talk has been a thing of how how do I prove to myself right or wrong that I'm as good or not as good as I think I am in multiple ways, meaning – I have not uh, – this is not my first rodeo. I have created HubSpot content, how-to content for years. Right. At the sales line, I created content. However, when we decided to fire up Sprocket Talk, I wanted to prove to myself that I could or could not do it quicker, like do it better, mm-hmm. um, right? And so, And so the way that I've always been looking at this and the way that Mike said this was like an epiphany aha moment for me. There are some – by the way, no disrespect to anybody out there in the space because if you're creating content, you're awesome. But there mm-hmm. are people out there that are playing the game with three or four darts. I'm right. pl- a month. I'm playing right. the game with three or four darts a day. Right. How many points do you think that I'll be able to accumulate over a 30-day period, 90-day period, 365-day period? Right? Those are right. all darts on a dartboard that people are able to see, engage with. Like yep. that's that's the point. Like, and I'm not saying like you have to be that aggressive to win the game. But if you're in business, if you're trying to drive revenue, if you're trying to hashtag wayfinding growth, grow your business, right? Maybe throw some more darts, people. Oh yeah. my goodness! I just <laughs> just laid it down. I'm gonna step off my soapbox for a hot minute. There you go. But yeah, so to that point though, right? So especially startups should be listening to this. They, yeah. you know, startups whether they're funded or not, content content's not something that has to cost money. It costs time, right? True but, that. But but they that's something that they could they could create and create a whole lot of value and and drive drive a lot of lot of growth. You know, and, and uh, Mike talked about the 50 pieces of content, seeing exponential growth, visualizing that for the layman is like a hockey stick of a growth chart, right? Yeah. Where it's like, whoosh, and yeah. it just takes off. And, you know, at Impulse, we put out 20 pieces of content a month that's written. And yep. then we put, uh, we put out about 75 to 100 pieces of content per month in yeah. regards to video. Yep. And so when we're talking about what that what's that's possible, like we're we're growing at a rate of about thirty percent month over month just from organic traffic alone. Um, so you know, so it's it's not to say we're not working hard and making it happen, but yeah. that's not paid. Like we're not we don't we are earning that, and that's where the exponential comes on because you know if you think about that over a year, that's three hundred pieces of content that's written. Like you've got a huge opportunity to really just like take off. So yeah. focus on content. Make it a core piece of your marketing, not an ancillary add-on. Yeah, I want us to be very careful of that not getting paid thing because, sure, we're not getting paid money yet. Sure. Yet. But the idea of what we're doing is every video that we make that is time and it's – you know. 
it's a savings account. It's a yep. savings account exactly. of thought leadership. It's a savings account of significance to somebody's life. It's a savings account to that you're the go-to guy or gal on the topic, the product, the service that you provide. So yep. at some point, you're going to want to retire. You see what I'm saying here? And so you're going to have this content that you have put into your savings account that will then – because what you sow is what you will reap. Yep. It'll all come back and the, the, hey, it money, money, money. I mean, that's what's good. <laughs> but it's, but it's over here, not right. now, right? It's the yep. long game, not the short game. Hey, we got to keep going. Mike talked about Whoa, some dude. tools. You just said short game versus long game before I did. I, you know, I'm learning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's roll. Yeah. Mike talked about tools. Um, mm-hmm. and this was the part. I, I mean, I love the whole episode, but he was talking about capturing the ideas. Yeah. There were so many years in my life that I just let ideas slip by and I just could I just could punch myself in the face, but that would hurt and I wouldn't want to do that. But <laughs> like so so I have actually started to use he used Evernote. He talked about Evernote. Yep. And and he talked about Google Keep and OneNote and brought all those up. And I was like, oh, crap, here at Impulse Creative, we use uh, all the Google tools. So let me yep. I've, I have. Please don't judge me. Please don't judge me. I have never used Google Keep. And so I was like, I'm going to use Google Keep. I'm going to see what it's all about. Holy mackerel. Like, it's great. Yeah. It's and, and because here's what I was looking for. Like, here's a pain point. And I don't know, Remington, if anybody else is, is facing this. And I had a conversation with you about this. Like, at first, I was capturing all of my ideas in the same tool that is my to-do or task management, Asana. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I realized... Uh, it's really hard for me to figure out what the heck I'm supposed to do because there's do and ideas. idea in one place. Right. And so I literally had to clean that out. But then having this place where I can go throw ideas and ideate. And then this is the one other thing I want to say about this piece that Mike started to talk about blew my mind was like, <laughs> it blew my mind because it's not normal, uh, by the way. <laughs> Uh, people, I gotta write a blog. Okay, sit down, start blog. Finish blog. Ship blog. Make blog photos. Right? Uh, right. nobody ever writes a paragraph and then goes writes two paragraphs of this blog and go writes three paragraphs of this blog, sets it down for 30 days. (laughs) No, Mike, Mike, right? But now I'm like, now I have documents where I'm like, um, oh, these five articles over here. These yep. two articles. So like last night, for instance, I was working on this idea about uh, five ways artificial intelligence is going to completely transform uh, marketing and uh, video for sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. Haven't written a word as far as the blog, but got like 32 articles for different sections to go read, research, to mold the story that is – well, what will be an article and a talk and videos and – which right. is another thing like repurposing the co- – anyway, I'm going to shut up because yeah, you yeah. got to talk too. Yeah, yeah. So um, so I've been a big fan of Google Keep for a while. I kept that one secret from you, so I'm sorry. But um, but one thing – the one thing I don't like about Google Keep, and I'm going a little bit deeper into this content, is you know, as – I'm not writing as much blog content as um, maybe I should. But good news is I have a really great team that's – killing it 
Um, I'm more on the video bandwagon. And then we're going to be doing some more longer form content that I'm going to keep under wraps at the moment. But what the I haven't been in Evernote for about four years. Mm. And and so um, we used to use it day to day. And then it was like, this is great, but half the team's using it. It's not something that can be used by everyone. It's another tool. Like we should just move to docs. And so we made that move to docs and I've always really, um, missed oh. being able to search content. And now Google keep, you can search content. So like if you have those 47 different video blog ideas, which are great, which you could have had in Asana, our project management system, but the idea of being able to actually put in like a thought after the topic or after the working topic, that was probably one of my biggest nuggets from him. Going back and forth and like coming back and revisiting it, that's that's just my life. That's how I typically <laughs> do things. But um, but Evernote, what I like about Evernote versus Google Keep is Evernote allows for formatting. So on these longer form things, you know, uh, Google Keeps where you store your ideas, you're going to need to take that somewhere. Now, the good news is, is Google Keep takes it right into Google Docs like with one click. And then you can go crazy. But yeah. um, but Evernote, for me, I actually I signed up. I bought the personal plan for Evernote. And I'm working on some of my more long-form pieces because you need to search. But the good news is being able to search those things. And in Google Docs, you just can't do that. Like if you have like 150 topics and you're like, I feel like writing about video today. And you're following what Mike said in regards to like just picking and choosing and, and rolling with it. You have to look through files. Like – but in Google Keep, you could be like, you just key in. I'm doing air typing, people. Yeah. Um, for That's why that I did. Yeah, yeah. Like. There you go. <laughs> so you could you could just search for like what what are about video that I'm doing, and you could also make it so that you note that they're already done. So that was really um, that was really compelling, and I really liked that idea. And I think it's a great idea, especially if you're working with an agency, for owners to be able to do that. Can you imagine like? having that question, throwing it in the keep and then just sharing that with your agency and then being like, Oh, this is a great idea. Like that's coming straight from the CEO or the manager or someone at a, at a company. That's a great way to pass the buck from a management point of view and be like, here, this is all the details you need. Yeah. 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 So Bermuda triangle, we need to keep on moving on here. Well, um, hold up. Uh Oh, well, I'm really excited. You talked about your video funnel and I can't let this go. Okay. So, okay. So this week's episode is brought to you by our Video Fundamentals Masterclass, which is about to launch. Video Business videos are not as hard as some would make you believe. Mm-hmm. We've seen incredible success with the video strategies that we've honed in. And, you know, we talked about some of our growth from an organic point of view. And we're sharing these fundamentals with you. George has gone absolutely bonkers on creating this masterclass. So you got to head on over to impulsecreative.com slash VFM. And you'll get the first two modules for free. It is going to be super legit, and you've got to learn about this video funnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, speaking of that, we talk about the Bermuda Triangle. Mike talked about creating good content. Uh, yep. We talked about knowing it, putting in the time to do the research. Um, and then it was at this very moment, Remington, that I pulled out something very unique about the show. Yep. And once I say this, viewers are either going to be like, oh, that's nice, it's pretty, <laughs> or they're going to be like me and be sort of weird and go back and watch the episode. 
This episode was the hidden song lyric episode of Wayfinding Growth because, you know, I, I had heard earlier in the show an Alanis Morissette string of lyrics. Uh, <laughs> there was another one that may have been or may not have been Beastie Boys. But then all of a sudden we got to the Bermuda Triangle and Mike Alton busted out, don't believe the hype, but he didn't bust it out like that. He just said, hey, but don't that's how believe, you heard it. Yeah, don't believe the hype. And all of a sudden, I was in my head, Flavor Flay was like with the clock, like, yeah, don't believe. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. And all of a sudden, my mind went, and I remembered all these lyrics that were in this episode. You guys, you got to check it out. Um, but, but the piece that I'm super interested for you to unpack, because for me, it was like, ooh, was the heart and mind content like when when he started to talk about that what were your thoughts when he started talking about that that kind of reinforces that like have a position you know point of view um like if you believe something then share that you believe it i i just i think that companies as a whole don't do that very well Mm. um personal brands have more of a platform to be able to do that easier Um, but i think sometimes we get kind of scared you know what I mean mm. in regards to having a position. And that kind of goes into the other takeaways that I had was, you know, um, he mentioned like, who do you think you are? And I was actually speaking just a couple days ago and I was talking to this guy and he's got he's um, a startup bakery and which is not what you'd normally have. And I was like, why, why don't you walk downtown and like get, let people taste your taste your pastries and your cakes and stuff? And he's like his name was James. And he's like, I don't know. And mm. I'm like, is your is your food good? He goes, yeah, it's the best. I was like, so why won't you walk down? Like, why won't you promote it that way? And he was like, I don't know. I was like, what you got right there? That's imposter syndrome. Mm. And he was like, you know, and, and that and that goes back to this, like, who do you think you are? And I've read a couple books or listened to a couple podcasts. And one of my favorite things is, is says who? Like says who you can't do that. And that was that was like a really cool thing because Mike brought that up like, who do you think you are? You got to watch out for imposter syndrome as the pirate. Um, yeah. And which, uh, which, by the way, yes. who do you think you are is song lyrics. Go ahead, uh, just start start singing them, I, viewers. I grew up on a boat. Who do you think you are? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I digress. Yeah. Um, it was it was an amazing episode. I I really yeah. loved it. You definitely need to go and check out socialmediahat.com. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash Alton. Uh, I mean, the man is, I, I think he's just amazing. I think Super what authentic. he's, yeah, what, yes, yes. Like what you see is what you get. Um, he's trying to educate people, a very kindred spirit to like, cause when I asked him, like, do you wish that you had, uh, a way that from the beginning you would drive revenue and you could tell that was so far from his mindset because he just yeah. wants to educate people. He wants to be helpful. He wants to add value to the world. So it's definitely one of those folks I would follow. I would connect with Remington, any parting last thoughts before we close this episode out? Yeah. So just thanking Mike for dealing with us for our first episode in the new format. I know there's a couple of times where he just like jumped in and was like, whoa, wait, whose whose time was this and stuff like that. I'm funny. I think it's funny that it made it through the cut. Um, but I, I do 
you know, I'm glad Mike was the one we got to test out the uh, the new sample on. It was fantastic. It was really good. And uh, I think this is going to be a great new modified format for all of our listeners. Absolutely. Hey, if you're watching this on YouTube, see what I did there? Because usually I go with iTunes. Anyway, if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit the bells, the subscribes, the likes, all the things so we know that you're part of the community. If you're listening on your favorite podcast app, well, head over to iTunes because it might not be that. And leave some stars and some nice words. Also, you can always hit us up via email or the Twitters and all those good places. You know where we're at. We're looking for topics that you want to cover. But until next time, make sure that you are doing all that you can do to leave the dock of mediocrity and set sail to the sunset of your success.